Welcome to another episode of Views from the Box, also known as the Three Point Hotel. Nana, our team just keeps racking up three points. Like, we're just going to be coming to every podcast with a smile on our face. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. Um, professional performance from Austin today, like I want to go season, you know. Yeah, man. I was a little bit yesterday. Obviously, your, the gaps in midfield are, are a bit scary, fam. Like, Klopp needs to stop this McAllister DM, fam. That is Vengerism right there, fam. It's it's peak, and I think like we had both of our teams had the perfect wins. We had it at the start of the weekend, so we can have the rest of the weekend to just laugh and watch other games. You had it right at the end, and yeah, I, yeah. I think those are two times, two perfect times as a fan for your team to win. But let's let's quickly touch on the Arsenal game uh, since it's the game that I just finished. Like you said, professional job. I think this is the type of performance you you were expecting from Arsenal all season. And to be fair, there's no surprises here because Arsenal, if you look at the stats, do better away from home than they do at home. Yeah. What do you think of your first win at Goodison Park without Arsene Wenger? First things first, everything are shite. <laughs> Great for shots. Shite. <laughs> everything are shite. Like, Sean Dyche, all that hype last season, but bro, the only tactic to have, they had it was pick for goal long. And, you and against our team, you can't do that no more. That thing's since 2010, you know. We got torn motherfuckers at the back. I, I think I think in the modern day you can't go long exclusively. Like I think the team Especially against the better teams. Everyone's exactly. stacked with two winners. The team that has had the most success against bigger teams going long is or employing that tactic is Brentford. But Brentford combined with intricate play as well. Everton had no intricate play today and it doesn't help when your midfield is set up with the type of profiles that it is set up. And I don't, I can't see getting any better because Ghana Gay is not going to be replaced. Onana's not going to not going to be replaced and Decore is not going to be replaced. Or if Decore is replaced, he'll probably be pushed back for a better number 10. But with that midfield composition against a bigger team, I think this is going to be Everton's go-to tactic. And let's see how much joy they can get. I don't think they'll get much. I don't, don't. Because today, yeah, they'll go along. We just win it back and circulate play. One thing I love about us performance today, we kept calm. No rushing. No, obviously, end of the first half, we're making sloppy passes, but we cut that up. Come to the, um, from the second half, we cut out the sloppy passes. We're just about circulating, pin them back. And eventually, one piece of intricate play, our first take chance, we scored 1-0, game over. It was just about controlling the game and picking them off. Obviously, um, defensively, we were sound. I'd like to score more goals, but in the day, we were it's inefficient. All about three. Yeah, three in the day, yeah, all that matters, man. We could be more efficient in their box, but granted, we're playing a deep block on a tight pitch, yeah, which is so annoying. There's no space to maneuver. So, look, listen, that's why I said it doesn't really matter. Look at the factors that you just explained. Three points clean sheet away at Goodison. And like I said, you haven't won there for six years. Yeah, I'll just yeah. take the three points and leave. But one thing I want to mention about Arsenal, which I've seen with Liverpool, seen with uh, Manchester City, which we're going to get onto later on. Trossard getting your winger. Raya playing in goal. Vieira coming in. Your strength in depth. Players are coming in and the balance of your team has not changed. If you want to go toe-to-toe with City, that's what you need. It's, it's looking impressive with Arsenal already because last season, the first 19 games, you guys had the least changes in the whole Premier League. You had a very consistent start in 11 and people always said Arsenal's main in issues is if injuries are going to, if ish, injuries pop up. Jesus has not started a game all season. 
Gabriel just came into the team against Manchester United. Zinchenko just started his first game against Manchester United. And here you are, four wins out of five games. So now I need to credit Arsenal's strength in depth because that was something that needed to be addressed over the summer. And like you have been for the past three to four windows, you address your issues at hand. And let's just see if it takes you over the hurdle. Also, one player instrumental into winning today was Declan Rice. He swept everything up. Every time we lose the ball, he just spring back here and win the ball back. Absolute cheat code. Absolute cheat code. I'm sorry, I, I doubt his guy's ability. He was even playing line-breaking passes into all the guys here and there. Obviously, you can, you can always say you can try more of those passes, but then again, do you really need him to play those type of passes all the time when you got Vieira and Odegaard on the pitch? And Zinchenko. Yeah. Who, who put on an absolute clinic today. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, ju- it just shows the difference Zinchenko makes when he's playing in the team in that inverted role. In terms of on the ball, he's one of your best players on the ball, if not tied with Odegaard, in my opinion. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Obviously, I'm sack had a quiet game, but still got an assist. <laughs> to be fair, his poor games are, are good days for certain wingers in the league, bro. But no, 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 this guy is trying it. This guy is trying it. No, nah, no, nah, he's still effective, bro. He's still making shit happen. to make shit happen. He's making shit happen despite not playing. He's, at he's, he's still effective, but the, the winger that you're at, atting, you know, that's not true because no, no, I'm not acting forward. But okay, Carl, I'm not acting forward. I'm not acting at actual wingers in the league. We still don't know forward and position, side note. But yeah, compared to other, other wingers in the league, yeah, that's a good day for them. But Saka can come out of the game with an assist and we're still saying he can do better. That's how good he is. And those are levels. Nah, so, nah, yeah, I, 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 I fully agree, to be fair. Those are levels and he's raising his level. This is what going to be his third season as potentially one of the biggest difference makers. And I'll be honest, in, for the level that he set for the past two seasons in terms of performances high level performances i would say he hasn't started the season yeah. at that level however like you said if you're not, you're playing below well, below par in quotation mark and you're still affecting the game that's that's brilliant, that's brilliant because when you your performances pick up the productivity is still going to be there so he he needs he needs to keep it up but I'm glad you mentioned wingers because i'm not really going to touch on the city game too tough because city dominated um, like as i said that's a level some. See, you're boring. They win. Nothing's analyzed. Literally, nothing's, nothing's analyzed. Even though West Ham were one nil up, the only one nil up because Haaland decided not to finish for. Bam, it should have been four and a half time for the first game ever. But the main thing I want to talk about, and it's so interesting that this performance happened during the week. There was some content that was going through Instagram Reels and uh, TikTok. If you haven't seen it, it's a guy comparing old school wingers where wingers just always used to beat the man to wingers nowadays in the mode of IE Jack Grealish, for example, or Jaden Sancho, where they square up a defender and instead of taking him on, they go back and pass a battle yeah. left back or left center mid. Jeremy Doku, man. He's bringing back the feeling. What do you think of Jeremy Doku's performance? Because I've only seen him in the Euros. And in the Euros, he was amazing. I heard a stat on match of the day. He he, come, he attempted the most take-ons and completed yeah. in Ligue 1. And that's in the same league as Kylian Mbappe. Messi was in that league as well, even though I know it's an older Messi. What do you think of wingers like Jeremy Doku? And I might add in that same ilk, Vinicius Jr., Gabriel Martinelli, um, Bukayo Saka. Wingers that when they get the ball, the first thing they want to do is run at you. Do you prefer those type of wingers or do you prefer the wingers that, I'm not saying like Jaden Sancho, wingers who the first thought is I need to retain the ball, which I don't think is bad as well. What I would say is that I just like my wingers to make shit happen. And that's what I'm referring to. You can be slow, but you can make stuff happen with how you dribble. You can be fast, but you better use it to make stuff happen. You can be skillful, but you better make sure you're making things happen. 
But I think people misconstrue is yeah, because the players do nice scores, they think he's silky. Like look at Anthony, the way he tricked the masses. I don't know how he tricked you, 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 you idiots. That's a good winger, yeah. But because he do a little step over, um, that that, that, that little dumbass spinning does, you guys were like, yeah, yeah, Jogger Benito. That stuff don't mean anything to me. Look back in the archives, Ronaldinho. Look at his stats. He didn't he didn't just make it look good. He made stuff happen. And people have forgotten that when they say, oh, the beautiful game. Those OG guys here put up numbers or the influential in how their team played. All these pretenders nowadays here doing nice flicks and shit and they don't even move their fullback. What's that? And you got aesthetic machines and saying, oh my God, look at the aura. Main thing, wingers just need to make stuff happen. That's what I need from a wing. I don't care if you're fast. I don't care if you're slow. I don't care if you're not the... I don't care not the most skillful, but as your job as a winger, make stuff happen. I don't care how you do it. But one thing I want to reiterate is people try to reference all those wingers, but they made stuff happen in the final third. They may some may have not had the numbers to match, i.e. Ryan Gates, but he made stuff happen. Radin that people love love so much, talking about oh amazing. Radin of today wouldn't get wouldn't get his 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 flowers. Of course we'll get his flowers if he was playing today. Look at his stats. He made stuff happen. He put up numbers. So people should always remember. The old school wingers they love so much here, they had the aesthetics and the numbers to match. And certain men that are getting love nowadays here, all like all schools, no substance. Your your Benalfas, your Adetaraps, didn't put no numbers up. They just look nice. That's why it's like like so Vinny, Martinelli, Saka, your Doku. Okay, okay, do, Doku, you're less than example because he's had the injury hit last two years. But my point remains. And he's and he's and he's still young, so let him let him yeah. build up his body. Yeah. Let's not mess him is, up too much, but the way he plays, I yeah. like. The main thing is that these players make stuff happen, and that's what we need from your winger fan. If they make stuff happen, eventually the numbers will speak for themselves. Now, I, I fully agree in terms of wingers need to make things happen. I I feel like that's a general term with your wingers around the world. Because if you look like wingers like Bernardo Silva, even him yesterday when he was playing out wide, when Foden came off, even though he's not the fastest, he was making stuff happen. Look at the goal that he scored. That literally came from him playing one-twos, one-twos. And burning on the fullback. He, he didn't beat anyone. He didn't shimmy anyone. But he was playing penetrative passes. So I fully agree with that. But I feel like players like Bernardo Silva, the one in a million that succeed in the Premier League. Because I feel in the Premier League, as a winger, you need explosiveness. That's why most of the successful, dangerous, threatening wingers are explosive. Even look at Pires, a guy we usually forget when we talk about Premier League wingers. He was the first winger in the Premier League area to to start putting up, to to match um, his performances and ability with numbers. He pieced it all together. One of the first Premier wingers to do it. He was also one of the first wingers alongside Daujinola that was a winger that was playing on the opposite side of his strong foot. And he's he's then too brought in like the in the inverted wingers. Then we got inside forward. But for well, for people who are asking, how come I'm not mentioning Salah? Salah, of course, is a winger, but I look at him more in the elk as an inside forward because you see him going into space. Even even a young Salah, young, young Salah had the oh, no, no, game. Yeah, had game. People don't, don't, people shouldn't. Go, go watch the tapes was that Basel fan the game that made Chelsea buy him go watch the tapes yeah but saying, from Salah people need to understand he's one of the best wingers ever fam, and he's better than Hazard I'm just putting out there he's, he, Premier League history yeah we'll look at um, Salah more favourably just saying I'll, I'll, yeah I'll say if you're looking back in terms of history Salah definitely over Hazard and in terms of best wingers in Premier League history it's hard to put a winger above Mo Salah if I'm being honest in terms Top of CR7 and, uh, and Salah I'll say he's top one. 
I'll say it's top one. People might say, oh, Cristiano Ronaldo, how can you say he's better than Cristiano Ronaldo? I'll make it clear. Cristiano Ronaldo, his short stint, Salah has not matched, or the season where he won the Ballon d'Or and the Premier League and Champions League double. But Ronaldo had three really good years in the Premier League and it was enough for him to be in the top two best wingers in the Premier League. Salah's been doing this since 2017, year in, year out. His lowest scoring um, season in the Premier League was 19. 19 goals last season which was a season that was not 19 good. goals for assists bro he was one of two players alongside Bukayo Saka that had a double double so with Mo Salah he's putting up numbers he's putting up performances he's putting up goals he's putting up assists and he's doing this year in year out yes I might say I'm not a stats guy but you always have to give people who put in stats who put up good stats consistently you have to put them in high regard and look he he's about to what crack the top 20 very soon on the club He's about to crack the 100 club and he's going to be one of three players. As I said, we've got 100 league goals, but he's about to crack like the top 20, top Yeah, the, the top 20. And he's he's going to be one of three players that have cr- cracked the numbers that needed to be in the top 20 in less than 300 games in Premier League history. So look, for, for me, people might think I'm being biased, but bro, this, this guy is amazing. You saw what he did against Wolves, three assists. Like, three. Like, also, people are saying like it was off day for Salah, but yeah, exactly, stuff happen. Exactly, exactly. It, it, it was an off day for Salah. If if you were to ask me who are our best players, I wouldn't put Salah in the top three best players mm-hmm. for us in that game. So, now, nah, in terms of wingers, uh, the general consensus for me is I'm happy that Doku is doing what he's doing because as good as I think Jack Grealish improved, A, I don't think he's a left winger, but B, ten. I prefer the way Jeremy Doku, players like Jeremy Doku play on the wing compared to Jack Grealish. Who far had a horrid game and I don't mean horrid in terms of he was horrible I mean horrid in terms of every time Doku got the ball he got skin and there was nothing he can do about I'm it I'm gonna lie yeah Kufa yeah anytime you got a fast one against Kufa yeah he's then eating up bro like, like well look it's, it's the composition man, of the body I, I, I watch for a minute sometimes yeah but if you've got a pace finger yeah Kufa ain't doing nothing fam he's having nah. a horrid game regardless yeah, <laughs> yeah, true, he's, he's getting touched and and Pep made sure to 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 take advantage of that weakness. But now nah, I just just wanted to have that small segment on wingers because I'm happy that he's bringing back the feeling. And I feel like wingers like Saka, Martinelli, Vinny, Mbappe when he plays their Doku. I want more wingers like that in top teams. Rafael Leal, Karashkadia. But I feel like they make the game more exciting. If you have well, a yeah, but Kamisha's out of form though. Um, last six months, one goal contribution, uh, not looking good. Another white you the put head of Saka fam. Well, I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. I'm this guy, bro, this guy, you, you're coming for any winger that they put up against Saka, in it. Apart from if Salah, not, if you don't put apart from Salah, you're gonna say so and so is better than Saka, yeah. You mean, you mean right? You mean right winger? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Kibich is the left winger, so I don't know why they were trying to use Kibich to shit on Saka. But anyway, if you're gonna come against Saka, yeah, make sure your guy got a run of games doing madness. So when has Saka ever gone a six month? Um, um, what was the word? Six goals for six months. Kamisha has been going since six months for club and country. And it irks me that he got player of the year over Osman fan. Yeah, nah, nah, that, that did irk me. Uh, I felt that like Osman should have. Um, even Black man doing all the hard work just for a white, white man to take credit, credit for him. Racismo, racismo. <laughs> Before we finish, just just, uh, just a casual question. Top five wingers in the world. What are you, what are you saying? Uh, right wingers are both sides. Oh, top five wingers, wingers. Just wingers in general. It's all raw. They're both sides. Well, what are you doing? Mbappe fam, number one. Number he's number one in wingers and number one in the world, but that's yeah. a um Sarah second because obviously second to Mbappe fam. It, it, it's not it's not a bad thing. Mbappe is just crazy fam. That nah. almost stole, stole the walk away from Messi, you know. 
Bro, I that top two I, I agree with. I agree with the order. Um third, third, fourth can be filled up by Vinny and Saka. Yeah, I'll say in that order as well. Yeah, because Vinny's done in Champions League longer. He's actually done stuff in Champions League, scored a winning Champions League goal. So that Champions League um excuse here works with Vinny fan because he hasn't he's actually been performing. He's not just been a passenger in Champions League here, like Foden has. But anyway. And he's also had uh, back to back 2020s. Yeah, back to back 2020s. Um fifth, actual English fan. I'll keep up four, you know. Fair. Well, my top four. Mbappe, number one, best player in the world. Salah, number two. Then for me, is Vinny, number three. Uh, for me, like, they're the top three yeah. set. And then four, Saka. And then closely followed by Saka, closely, Rafael Leal. That'll be my top five. Oh, yeah, fair, fair, fair. Also, before the one says, mentions with Rodrigo, yeah, he's a, he's a second striker. Rodrigo it's, is not a winger. It's, it's not even that. I personally don't think Rodrigo has done enough for me to be saying that he's top five, personally. No, 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 you know, you know, you know, certain romantics will, will try to come and talk rubbish because Rodrigo looks good in the ball. I'm not, I'm not saying he's bad, he's a good like, player, but, but he's not a winger fan. Like, he's not comfortable on the wing, he's better in the pockets, in and around the striker. No, from what I've seen, I, I fully agree with you, and I think he's going to have a good season this season, just like Vinny did the season they won the Champions League. But yeah. nah, let's, let's see. Just wanted to have that segment on wingers, but we spoke about the Liverpool game. Again, it's not going to be a long one, but. Before I get into it, from a neutral's perspective, what was your thoughts on the Liverpool game and how Liverpool have started this season? Uh, the main issue we're discussing, your midfield fan, like, Klopp needs to stop this vengerism. Don't play McAllister at six. Allow it. Like, we'll just go 4 2 3 1, because I'm sorry, yeah, your attack is unsung, it's doing its thing, but the midfield is the main issue. Just play, start, end on, go 4 2 3 1, and just keep it solid, and you have a good season. Even potentially, yeah, push Arsenal and City, or even add your name into the hat for title contenders. But the uh, main issue is for you guys is Thursday, Sunday, and keeping Van Dyke fresh and Robertson fresh as well. And that's what you guys fail to do alongside not getting a DM. But otherwise, Liverpool are doing what they're meant to be doing. Now, nah, I, I fully agree. I feel like I'm happy that we've carried on our form from last season 16 games unbeaten, the longest unbeaten streak in the Premier League by a mile. The first half was poor. And I feel like what you said about throwing your hat into the title race, I think we can, but I also feel like this weekend's performance, if you compare ours to City, it shows why City are going to win the league or why City are going to finish above us because you saw City against West Ham, even though they're 1-0 down, City did not deserve to be 1-0 down. The only 1-0 oh. down was Harlem couldn't finish. We yeah. were 1-0 down because we were getting outplayed. It was our midfield, it was also our defence and funnily enough, it was our more experienced defenders, Gomez and Matic. They're the ones that were getting... Uh, what, what's our Matic fam? Send him to Riyadh fam. Now, now we, need, we need to because bro, Kwanza held his own. I'm not yeah. listen, I'm not coming out here and saying Kwanza's a young Van Dyke. Kwanza was a 10 out of 10, but Kwanza wasn't awful in his first start. If you expected anyone in our defense to be crap, you would have expected it to be Kwanza. Knowing that he's showing Premier League potential, and that's what yes. you want. That's what you want. And our midfield, the composition was wrong, but the performances in the first half was poor as well because Sobos Lai as well in the first half was very poor but I'll give Klopp credit in the first half he was trying to he was doing what he normally did same players no different players same same tactic so I don't know if you noticed Joe Gomez was inverted yeah, yeah. yeah it was yes. Joe Gomez has zero same, same issue I have sometimes square exactly. pegs run holes but with Klopp people always say tactical flexibility late substitutions he gets wrong but 
when he does show tactical flexibility, when he does do early changes, I think he needs to be given credit. In the second half, double pivot, sober slide Jones, no need for inverting, sober slide dictate in play. And you saw that we camped Wolves in the, in the half. So I'm happy that I'm seeing signs of things that weren't there last season. Last season, away from home, we go a goal behind. You already know that the maximum we're going to get is one point, And that's even... Yeah. But we're there again, you would bash you guys by being so stupid in the final third. Yeah, Cunha, they, they really did. Cunha is a bum. There's a reason why Atletico got rid of him. Also, Fabio Sobe is a bum as well. Yep. You see what I mean with these small clubs? They rather overpay for for trash than give a fair price to other Premier League clubs. And Ketch is right there, thirty five more next summer. I'm just putting him in the ring, fam. What I'm saying here, if Woods had an Ketchia, they'll be comfortably table. I'm just saying. True. With the myth, with the midfield that they have, I fully agree. Yeah, Ketchia is a twelve goal, fifteen goal season striker for any elite team that he becomes a main man for. My honest opinion, and. And those are the type of signings Wolves will be making. So buying overrated trash from Europe, from Cunha for fifty more, Christ. That's a that's a lot of money for an unclinical striker. If if we're being honest, if we're being honest. But look, we've gotten our two victories out of the way. You can see well for those who are going to watch this on YouTube or who are listening to the sound of our voice, we sound very happy. We're about to be happier because the biggest result of the weekend, Manchester United won. Brighton three. United's worst start to the league since 1989. Isn't it worst start since? No, actually, that's Chelsea. That's Chelsea. No, 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 that was Chelsea. This is the worst since 1989 and three losses from five. Chat to me about United and Eric Ten Hag. All the issues that I mentioned last season have come to roost. Martinez can't defend. It's not a box defender. He can't defend um, wide areas. He's not strong indoors. All this are the defender doesn't have to be tall. It's come home to roost. Um, Ten Hag, results of a process. It's come home to roost. Um, Onana, not looking like an upgrade on De Gea in the shot-stopping terms. Uh, Dalo, average. United just average, I'm not going to lie, just average. Last season, when we said um, to United fans, yeah, that 200 more Ten Hag spent in the summer could have been spent way more efficiently. They were like, no, 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 Anthony, good signing. Casemiro, great signing. Where has that got in you guys? A trophy, but you're no more closer to even Liverpool, let alone Arsenal City. I I can't disagree with any of the points that you've made. And it's it's cheeky when Eric Ten Hag goes to the press conference and starts talking about the squad. Oh, yeah. Let me before you continue, let me say one thing. Now fans, you should be worried here when your manager is always deflecting, making excuses for why you're losing. When he instead you're just saying we played, we didn't play well, or we were inefficient, we have to improve. Instead. Talking about, oh, the Lions weren't drawn properly. Oh, Brighton has spent money. Oh, we just got a panic against Arsenal. Excuses, excuses, excuses. Has Klopp made excuses for Liverpool when they played poorly and lost? Has Pep made excuses for Man City when they lost? Has Arteta made excuses for Arsenal when they've lost? They take, even anything, they take the blame and do it in person. But Ten Hag, it's everyone's fault but by him. It's everyone's fault but United. United fans should be very worried and shouldn't be lapping up them excuses. You should, like, I'm sorry, they need to be on Ten Hag's neck way more. I feel like they, they need to be on Ten Hag's neck way more. And I feel like pressure is going to be on him very soon because he's at a big club. You don't get away with these things at a big club. And with the amount of money that you spend, with the amount of power that they've given Eric Ten Hag, this is the most power that they've given a manager for a very long time. Results have to come. And there needs to be a process behind the results. And 
I want to quickly talk on the Jaden Sancho situation. I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna dissect it or anything. But when you ostracize a player like that so publicly, people can refer to Arteta what he did with Obama Young. People can refer to Klopp what he did with Sako. People can re- refer to Pep what he did with Zlatan Ibrahimovic. People can refer to Sir Alex Ferguson what he did back in the day. But the main thing with all those four managers is. When they made a big decision, they got it right and they were winning. If a manager is winning, they can get away with more stuff. It might not be fair, but that is the fact. You get rid of Jaden Sancho, you get rid of a 70 million pound player, which I agree with. I'm just putting that out yeah, there for the record. But you have to win. If you if you take him out and you're struggling to score goals, you're losing, you're drawing games, people might be like, why is he out of the squad? Even though he he should be out of the squad. I, I'm gonna lie. That, that undermines the manager's position. I'm not gonna lie. United fans don't care about Sancho. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not about United fans caring about Sancho. It's about Eric Ten Hag, Cristiano Ronaldo, Harry Maguire, Jaden Sancho. Very soon it's going to be a player that they like. It's because it's been players that United fans have not liked. But as soon as he maybe ostracizes Sancho, um, Marcus Rashford, then they're going to be like, oh, he's falling out with three players and our team is still crap. This is the things that happen. You remember with Mikel Arteta with Obama Young, people were like, why is he ostracizing Obama Young? Why is he ostracizing Obama Young? Do you know why people kept quiet? Not because people like Obama Young less, it's because Arsenal are winning. United need to start winning. Ten Hag needs to start winning because all these things that he's doing will catch up to him. Whether they're right or not, winning is the only currency in this game and it's the only thing that gets you time. So he needs winning soon. I'm not going to lie, the United situation overall, yeah, is two things. Poor squad building by Ten Hag and him choosing results of a process last season. When he just stuck to the process, we did all the players that can play how he wants to play and take it from there because at the end of the day, he has the power. United fans are trying to say, oh, board level and hoping Ten Hag like that. Isn't the same guy who refused to work with Ragnick, who could have been here in his corner and, and fight for him in terms of in terms of moving players on. Ragnick, they say you guys are going to need at least 10 new signings, but United fans were ridiculing him, talking about our oh, big clubs don't do rebuilds. Idiots on Twitter talking about our oh, Ten Hag's managed to do what Teta has struggled to do in in three, four years. Now you're even worse. You know, you know, even cost Liverpool fan. So was it really worth it? Forfeiting um a long-term process here for results, short-term results. End of the day, as we've seen, no club is too big for a rebuild, except where you are, and then you make progress. And still, United are not accepting where they are. Nah, I fully agree, but let's see what happens. I remember we did our top seven prediction, and obviously it's been five games in, but if United continue at the same trajectory, they might fall into the Chelsea category where they're a big club but finish mid-table because they have not looked convincing in any games that they've played, and that is concerning. Now, I still think cool. once they get Amra, once they integrate Amrabat, and I think they should look into dropping Casemiro, integrate Amrabat. Basically, Tavon needs to reshuffle because they can still salvage the season. Obviously, as we said, top fourth is where I expect them to come. They've still got enough to come fourth. That's what I'm saying. But he has to make things click ASAP. They already lost three games, by the way. If yeah, top three four, out of five. If you want to top four, you shouldn't really be losing more than four or five games at a halfway stage. Otherwise, he had to, to be near perfect, but yeah, no, that's a good point. He needs to integrate Amrabat. To be fair, I feel like with Casemiro, a he's older, so in terms of legs, that's naturally gonna catch up with him. And I also think he's not being utilized properly. Yes, on paper he might have been a single pivot for Real Madrid, but he wasn't playing as a single pivot. He had players like Tony Cruz and Luka Modric dropping deep to help with build up play yeah. and also sweeping up. So if Eric Ten Hag can find a way to do that with Amrabat and Casemiro, then that can help with the balance both 
on the ball and defensively in the midfield because I feel like he needs to fix that balance straight away. Bruno Fernandes and Mason Mount's time playing in midfield together has to be over if he wants to salvage it. They're too similar. Both of them are hero hero footballers. That's why they can't play in the same same midfield. Or if, if they're playing the same team, they have to be far away from each other. Oh, one shift Mount out wide. Or yeah, three exactly. Right shift one of them to the wing and make sure they're not playing in the same spaces. But look, he can. it's only five games in. There's 33 to go. United can definitely make top four, but things need to change quickly. Because some of these defeats, if it's going to be a bad day, they need to start to draw at least. Otherwise, you're making two offers up. Because as an answer, I can tell you, when you lose more than four or five games by the halfway stage, it's just long. You have to be winning almost every game. Basically, like, defeats have to turn to draw, otherwise you're going to be missing out on fire margins. They've been lucky that fifth place might be able to get Champions League because English teams will probably do well in Europe. No, I, f- I, f- I fully agree. But look, let's let's see. I feel like this season, I'm we're already seeing Arsenal, City, Liverpool. When they go into games, they look inevitable. Spurs, they look like the best of the rest. Newcastle, Manchester United. It seems like at this current point in time, and Brighton, I'm not going to discount them. It looks like they're going to be fighting for the fourth fourth place. But like I said, it's only five games in. An injury, a change in form. They, some teams might have started better than they that then they're going to continue. Some teams might have started worse. But I feel like it's been a good start to the season. Oh, the season has truly started once Europe kicks in. That's when we'll see this, who can keep up. That's why I'm intrigued to see this week because this is the first. European week. I'm intrigued to see how Newcastle fare. I'm intrigued to see how Arsenal. I'm intrigued to see how every team in Europe fares apart from Man City. I'll be perfectly honest. Yeah. I feel like Man City are the only team that I can fully say, like, yeah, I can rely on you guys to play weekday, weekend, weekday, weekend. But let's see how the other teams fare. I'm not saying that they're gonna lose, but I'm just intrigued because even us, this is the first time we've been playing on Thursday since before. Since Klopp's first half season, yeah, so yeah. let's 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 see what happens. Let's see how the teams uh, handle it. One thing that happened in the international break that I kind of like, I try not to talk about internationals, but I think this needs to be discussed. England, Gareth Southgate, and his handling of the whole Harry Maguire situation. What do you think about all of that? Because the Euros is next year and. This is going to be what Gareth Southgate's third, full, fourth, full international tournament. Oh, so Russia 2018, Euros, Euro 20. So it just be his fourth tournament. This will be his fourth tournament, and I'm not gonna lie. And I've been, I tell this to anyone that's English. Unless England play France, England should be looking to win the Euros. No 100%. excuse. France is the only team that have a similar quality of talent pool and strength in depth compared to England. Even that year, is Mbappe edging it? <laughs> it's Mbappe edging Nana. Nah, nah. they, they, they still have... Bro, look, look at the midfield. Camilla, Tremeni, there were some big boys there still. Exactly. Look look at the midfield. Bro, they have... In centre-backs, even though, like, it's not in terms of quality, either Konata and Saliba on the bench. <laughs> no other country can do that. But I feel like Southgate still has an inferiority complex with the type of players that he picks, with the way that he plays. I feel like you're seeing that when he picks Harvin Phillips. I feel like you're seeing that when he picks Harry Maguire because he's picking these players because they've been good for England. But there's no reason being good for England when when every big game you play, you flop. Italy flopped. 
France flopped, Croatia flopped. In my opinion, there's only been two big games that England have played in major tournaments that they've won. Germany in the Euros and Croatia first game of the Euros. Apart from that, I don't think England have been impressive against any big team. What do you think of England, Gareth Southgate and the way he's handled the whole Harry Maguire situation? Uh, Southgate is just a, just a fool, honest opinion, because if you insist on Maguire playing for you, why have we not told him to accept the West Ham move over the summer? I mean, my, my honest opinion, yeah, but Southgate is enabling Maguire because the reason why Maguire feels comfortable to sit out his contract and become and be featured as a man, man new is because Southgate has assured him you're still going to be in the team sheet for England. I, what I'm saying is if Southgate told him, mate, I love you and that, I'll always pick you, but for me to justify continuously picking you, I need you to get some games, build your club back up. And Southgate seems to have told this guy, you know what, yeah, you, your place is secure regardless. And Maguire feels comfy being fifth choice. That's why I fall on some people from Maguire. I'm tired of players here who tank their who tank their, their value to the point where, where they still think they're worth their wages. West Ham would have eased off them 100k a week. And this guy's telling me United, oh, pay off my my, my final year wages so I can move to, 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 to West Ham. They don't owe you shit apart from a loyalty bonus. Because they're the ones actively selling you, not, not, not you asking to move. But want them to pay off your final year to make up for your loss of, loss of money. Whose fault is it that you, you don't have any offers? If you really care about money, go Saudi then. If uh, 80k reduction in wages is that much of a big deal for you, why not move to Saudi? And Southgate is, is, is enabling all this rubbish by calling them up. So what Southgate should have done was, mate, I love you, but fifth choice at United, I'm not calling you up until you get a move and play some games and rebuild your confidence. Because Southgate picking Maguire here is detrimental for, for, for England and Maguire. And for other people in the squad, I fully agree with what you said that Southgate should have told Maguire to move because, look, if he wants to continue picking Maguire, then fair enough. But I feel like he should be p- picking Maguire based on merit, based on the fact that he plays games. There's so many good centre-backs that are playing week in, week out that deserve to play for England that will actually make England as defensively solid, if not more. No, right now, Gehi's my partner for Stones next summer. You see, you have you have Gay as a partner, you have Fikar Tomori as a partner, you have Levi Colwell, who are all who can all play left centre back and are all playing more than Maguire. I'm gonna lie, Gay has looked better than Tomori and um, Colwell this season, my honest opinion. Yeah, I know, but it's five games in and the Euros. Yeah. So yeah, at least, but, but based on the first, first, first couple games, yeah, Gay is the one who's throwing his name in the hat. At least there's options there. In, t- in terms of the abuse, look, listen, anyone that gets abused, I feel sorry for them. No one should ever get abused, but I feel like Gal Southgate should. Take Harry Mag- either A, take Harry Maguire out of the firing line, or B, tell Harry Maguire that he needs to move in January. Because the main thing people are angry about, yes, people can talk about his performance, but now people are angry about the fact that this guy is not playing games and he's playing for England. It's the same with Calvin Phillips, and to a lesser extent, it's the same with Jordan Henderson. These three players... A, right. The moment they, Henderson moves to Saudi Arabia... They don't, they don't need to start for England. They no, really- Henderson should not be called up at all. The moment he moved to Saudi Arabia, yeah, that's all for his European career. We're not an African nation that your best players are playing um, in obscure countries. He's not Ronaldo, who's a, he's basically a god in Portugal that he needs to be called up. Henderson, his inventory should be over. Or, ne- or Neymar. Neymar and Ronaldo are the only current players. Yeah. Mane and all those. But like, they're the only current players that play for big nations that are playing in Saudi that you'd expect to get called up. Yeah, because they're that important to their, to their nation. Henderson's that important. You can easily call up someone else if you do what Henderson does. I know, I fully agree. You have a lot of players like that in the Premier League that Gareth Southgate can rely upon. But look, let's see what happens because it looks like England might waste another golden generation. With and this time it's because of the manager. I'm, so, like, I'm, I'm praying, praying because of the last tournament. I'm praying because 
I'm not gonna like even Potter will do better than um because let's be let's be real. An international level, yeah, the tactics don't have to be complex. All you have is a way of playing, have some aut- aut- automations, and let the and let the guys ball. I'm honest opinion. It doesn't have to be that tactical because everyone is similar similar level, or you are either you're similar in level with the other nation, or you're way better than them to the point whereby quality of players here is the massive difference. So I'm not. If I'm Potter, I'm sitting tight and waiting for Euro 24 to pass. As, as well, like, it should either be Potter or the under 21's manager. But Lee Carsley. Were you seeing the ball that they were playing, bro? True, true, true. Lee, 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 Lee Carsley might not surprise us still. Yeah. It's not a fancy name here, but it's a well, fancy name. But the, bro, the proof was in the pudding in the youth uh, Euros. So I, this has, I'm not an England fan. I'm, I pray on England's downfall, but this has to be Southgate's last tournament. And I feel like the results will show why. Like, regardless if he wins it or not, Hackney's last tournament, he's done enough. He's taken this crop of players as far as he can. I think if he wins it, that'll be the perfect time for him to leave. Because like you said, he's taking this crop of players as far as they can. And if he wins, it'll be the perfect proof of that. If he doesn't win, he's taking them as far as he can and should, he should let somebody else take the reins. Because he's been the manager for, what, eight years now? So Yeah, since um, Carson left. So, uh, nah, Allardyce. Oh, yeah, Allardyce got bagged. <laughs> yeah, I forgot, yeah. yeah. Allardyce only had two games, you know, and he got bagged. One, that friendly against Slovenia. I think it was third, not friendly, to qualify. Oh, I think it was one qualified, one friendly. Or just, just one game? One game. Crazy. One 100%, 100% record because Eng- England decided to snitch. I don't get why they ch- decided to snitch on them. No, it's crazy. Yeah. I don't like was playing some decent football, you know. With yeah. That's not bad. It wasn't bad at all. And I feel like you would have picked players on merit. But look, that's, that's, that's a different topic for another day. But look, listen, Nana, <laughs> what a wonderful episode. Both of our teams win. Uh, it's just driving you three more weeks toward the next international break, man. Bro, it's annoying. FIFA need to stop it. UEFA need to stop it. But I don't think they will. But guys, this has been another episode of Views from the Box. Take care.